Welcome to the My Life is the Medicine podcast, where we get off the never-ending search for more and take an inward gaze to find how our lives have already taught us profound truths. Rather than turning outward to experts or gurus, we talk with ordinary people and reflect inwardly about the life journey and everything felt, thought, and experienced along the way. Join us in casual conversation and reflective dialogue to discover how simply living a normal life, reflecting on our own life experiences, has already given us all the expertise we need. Hosted by Chuck Hancock, an ordinary human who has lived life in many roles, like psychotherapist, software engineer, school teacher, orphan, adoptee, father, brother, mentor, coach, ceremonialist, and more. Chuck is a weaver of wisdom, from modern-day psychology to ancient wisdom of indigenous and European roots, creating alchemy from everyday modern American life. Whoa, what a beautiful start. I'm so glad to get to talk to you today. Um, (laughs) Thanks for being here. My guest today, Gawain Abochi from Ghana. Um, beautiful, beautiful man that I've gotten to drum with and dance with, and I'm so glad I get to talk today and share the stories. Thanks for being here, Godwin. Thank you, Chuck. It is my uh, privilege, and I'm pleasured to be here to share uh, my story, my life, who I I am, to, you know, to you, with you, and uh, others who will love to hear, you know, my voice. Mm-hmm. I'm Godwin Abuchi from the West Africa, Ghana, the gateway to West Africa. Um, by region, I'm from the Volta region. I grew up in Volta region before coming to the um, to the city of Greater Accra. Mm. And um, all I know by uh, growing up is the tradition and the tradition made us who we are identically Um, and uh, because of that I never lose that connection everywhere I go Mm. because I believe they are part of us and uh, they made me who I am right yeah because that is the culture I believe in the culture of tradition right. and cultures. Uh, Volta region is a place that tradition really reigns. Yeah. Yes. Tradition so is it more really rural reigns. there? It's more Where you rural. grew up and then you moved to the city? To the city. I see. Yes. So uh, it's live with us. And uh, even though, you know, uh, we live in the city uh, with my family, um, we still go back, mm. you know, to uh, our, you know, families mm-hmm. to say hello almost every year, mm. or most of the time when there is, you know, a death, someone, you know, you know, died, and we have to go uh, bury the person. With that, then we can go more than you know ten times within a year. Mm. Yeah, but anytime we go, we try to connect with the ancestors. Anytime we go, we try to greet, to say hello to the ancestors and Mm. the godfathers or the elderly people in the house because they make the house running or the home running, 
you know. So I grew up out of, you know, uh, seven, um, seven kids. I'm the last uh, baby. Oh, you're the youngest? Yes. Oh, wow. The last, you know, uh, baby of seven. Uh-huh. Um, now we left with four, three gone. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. But some, you know, it's by birth, from birth, they're gone. Mm. And um, others too by, you know, illness, they got sick and, mm. you know, yeah. So that's, but now we've left with four, uh, two, uh, two sisters, you know, two brothers. Yes. Hmm. So we are, we are really, you know, uh, still united, even though I'm the only one who have, you know, traveled, you know, across the continent, hmm. uh, to, to be here in the United States. Um, let me look at, you know, uh, let me tackle my story, how I got connected to um, the artwork. Uh-huh. Yes. Because the art is what brought you to the country. I wanted to definitely hear more yeah. about your connection to the art and what brought you here. So, yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for giving me that opportunity. Um, so, growing up, Godwin Abuchi is uh, one of the stubborn, stubborn child. <laughs> yes, stubborn. <laughs> I don't. It is like an identity to me. Oh. You know, I don't let. I don't. Even though you might, you know, one might think, "Oh, why do you say you're stubborn?" That's my journey. Mm. You know how I grew up. I mean, when you talk about stubborn child, I'm a one number one. Mm. Very stubborn, but very disciplined. Mm-hmm. And I think because of the way I think, it's it's a little bit you know uh, different from others. Mm. So I don't do the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't follow the norm. I don't follow the crowd. I do me. Mm-hmm. So once I don't do you, then it become a challenge to everyone. Right. Yes. Meaning, I'm not following the the rules right you know by parents uh my dad was uh in the military hmm. so he have that kind of uh discipline you know um disciplining kids you know to put you on track hmm. but i end up disciplining my my dad oh really yes hmm. because uh i feel I feel as a child, even though I don't know what I was doing, but I feel a child needs to uh, live their life in mm. terms of what they want to do, not what you, the father, want them to do. Mm-hmm. It is a very difficult moment when your parents think they have a direction for you, but you're not really looking um and that is very difficult uh as a child to break through right and so you get punished mm. for so many things i got punished for so many things i grew up as the last baby but culturally i'm the firstborn hmm. by wisdom uh-huh. now let me break it down okay yeah growing up because the elders know that they are older than you they've left a lot of thinking to make uh you being the child they dump everything on you 
Mm. In terms of um, cleaning, doing house chores, you know, moving back and forth to make sure that everything is okay uh, before everybody get back from wherever they're coming from. It's a big learning process, mm. you know. And um, at the age of uh, eight, I cook for the entire family. Oh, wow. Yes. Mm. I cook for the entire family, and I love food too. Mm. So that is a good thing for me because I don't waste the time, you know, uh, walking around without doing it when there's, you know, food to be cooked. Yeah. Growing up, um, because I was very, very uh, passionate, adventurous, uh, like someone who want to do everything, you know, things that has more of physical to do, um, more and more physical person, you know, so everywhere you see activities that are physically shown, you know, that is where you see me. Mm. Number one, street fight, mm. you know, uh, I'm a good street fighter. Mm. without no profession about, you know, learning how to fight on the street. Mm. It's just making sure that justice is done. Mm. Not because I'm strong, because I don't want somebody to be cheated. Mm. You know, so because of that, I'm always in for the uh, less strength person. Right. So you were fighting to defend other people, not defend so much other for yourself. People. So I always find myself mm. in trouble. Mm. You know, wherever you hear a noise, my name is mentioned, <laughs> meaning I'm there. Mm. So by growing up, um, I end up in the judo to to learn how to you know learn judo skills, mm -hmm. um, and I did. Mm. Not only that, I went through struggle to just learn how to, you know, uh, defend myself. And with that, I have to go through punishment from my dad because my dad knows that I'm stubborn. So when I go learn that uh, skills, that will be a disaster in the house, mm. right? But not knowing, I'm looking for my path. Yeah. You know, uh, for one, for a dad to discover or identify a child's interest is not there, mm. right? So I try my best to look for it myself in the hard way, mm. right? So when I go, I use my own school uniform to go fight and it gets on anyway. Mm. Um, uh, but I was able to, you know, make my way through but I got stopped when I have to fight for black belt. Mm. He stopped me. That's my dad. Mm. And uh, I stopped. And then I joined judo. Um, I joined boxing. Mm. Boxing was my next. And everybody know how boxing is. It's all about punching. And right. it's just me finding a path where I think I can do something physical, mm -hmm. but with a guidance. Mm. But there's nobody to listen to you because you have this trademark of being stubborn. Right. Right. Which, you know, uh, which shouldn't be the case. 
but rather look and study the child and then see what his interests, what energy pulled him out there to do certain things that, you know, he wasn't taught, you mm -hmm. know, to do. But at the end, you know, I do it anyway. What did your dad want you to do? Well, that conversation we've never had. Oh. The trademark that I had was you stubborn. Oh, I see. You know, it's different... It's different if, you know, you're like, oh, my child, you know, you need to come and do this because I found out that you are more physical and uh, why don't you explore this and see if you will like it. No. Hmm. It's either you get punished for every movement right. I take. When I go for boxing training, I come back, I will have cane ready for me at night mm. i'll be punished sheeped wow so it wasn't that your dad had an idea it was just anything you were doing was wrong what's wrong yeah so as a child you can tell i'm very very grounded and very focused yeah you know by growing up i beat all my siblings even though i'm the elder, uh, the junior one uh because i'm very physical they don't want it you know everybody want to like you know, beat me to show that they're older than me, but it doesn't go like that. It doesn't go that way for me. Mm. You will come down, <laughs> you know. And because I don't have that mentality of challenging people, it's just as a child looking for my path. Right. You know, looking what, you know, to discover mm. what I can do. Right. right. So all that, you know, aspect of uh, the journey got stopped. So one time when I was um, in my ninth to 10 years, I'm 42 years right now. Mm. When I was in my ninth to 10th year of my life, I mean, all this thing happened as a child. Right. Mm -hmm. So. You should know, you will understand what the struggle really means. You know, I wasn't a teenager at that time. So I was walking, you know, from school. Anytime I hear this noise, I find this joy. Hmm. You know, then I wanted to like follow this sound. You know, just to follow this sound and then know what or where the sound was coming from. So one time I was coming from school, I said, okay, no, today I'm not going home early. I will follow this sound to see. I followed this sound and luckily for me, I got to this location. It was drumming and dancing. Oh. The government, so where where we live, it's a very um, slum area, mm. you know, uh, ghetto. Mm -hmm. um, and it look like where we live, a lot of, you know, kids are just like me. You know, uh, it is a very tough life. It is a very tough life in that environment. And I love it. Mm. I love that community because a lot of talent have come out you know from that you know community hmm. 
you know, just that, you know, we have that kind of um, stigma that, oh, uh, this area called Nima, you know, in the suburbs of Accra is a very notorious area. It's mm. a no-go area. But no, we're so loving and very focused and dream searchers. Mm. You know, so when I got to this uh, location, luckily it was um, a pilot program that the uh, the government set up. So that was uh, eighty nine. I was nine years then. So with my school uniform, I just jump into the circle hmm. to follow what they were doing. Hmm. And I was very little. <laughs> Let me say I was the youngest in that circle. Hmm. So the the instructor saw me and was like I was too young to join this uh, program. I told her I can do it, yeah. <laughs> you know, because when I got there, I found happiness, like joy. You can see, you know, smile on people's face. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, I would like to sleep here, you know, because <laughs> that's not my life. My life is, you know, more of, you know, fighting and doing stuff that you know you don't see that smile you know everybody is very, very aggressive you know so when i saw that i said oh i think i belong here mm. the next day i went to pull my mom to go and stand in as an adult to register me uh-huh <laughs> you know and uh my mom told i could remember my mom told the instructor that hey my child is very stubborn. He can do it. If he said he want to do, he can do it. Mm. So, just that, I love my mom for that. For supporting me, knowing that I'm not just a stubborn child, but I am a dream maker. Right. Meaning I follow something that I wanted to do and I do it. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, she stood in for me, and I was happy. Hmm. Right. Okay. She supported you in your dream. She supported that. Yeah. that you dream. know, yeah. because in those days, when my dad command or speak, my mom would be quiet. Hmm. You know. So I, I really, you know, love that moment when my mom. Uh, mention that that this boy can do it yeah that alone that word that this boy can do followed me hmm. that i can do it mm -hmm. i never had anything that you know was before me that i will say is too much i can do it because the one who brought me into this life said I can do it. Mm. That was the day I heard mm -hmm. the word I can do it. Yeah. Right. Hmm. So time fly, time go by. And um, uh, I had my first certification in 1990. Hmm. 
uh, as a dancer in the uh, National Commission on Culture mm. through that program. Mm -hmm. And that's where I begin to advance to join the national, you know, uh, dance company. Mm. And how old were you at this time now, then? That's like, you know, uh, 10 years or 11 years. Yeah, still pretty young. Yes. Yeah, wow. Yes. So, because of that, I find it very difficult, you know, as a child growing up, going through all those difficulty, um, I find it, I love school, but I find it very difficult to stay in school because I'm always hungry. Mm. You know, uh, I quite remember... It's a three, I was like three years, mm -hmm. you know, and um, uh, was it two years or so? Uh, it was very difficult moment that I never, ever, ever, ever forget that we went through a difficult moment as a country. You know, we ran out of food. Wow. You know, and uh, that moment was very, very traumatic. Yeah. You know, and um, uh, I... I stayed almost, you know, for a long time without food mm. and got, you know, fainted and then woke up again mm. without eating. Wow. And um, when I woke up, I told myself, you will not die because of hunger. Mm. Meaning food will not survive me. Mm -hmm. Whatever that survived me is inside me. So I woke up. Mm. That alone built me to be even more stronger without food, with food or without. Right. You know, um, because mm. it's not my parents' fault, you know, because they have all these kids, mm. you know. But uh, let me just say, I've gone through that, and that is a very tough moment, mm. very, very traumatic to, you know, to myself, mm. you know, but I feel... You know, it is a lesson for me. That's why every right. year of my birthday, 24th December, you will see me on the street feeding the needy. I have, mm. I have tasted what hunger is myself by growing up. And so I have really, really got touched when one mentioned hunger. Mm -hmm. It just clicked there, you know, that yes, they are truly hungry that's what every year i think you know the last time i even told you you know to make some donations and stuff mm -hmm. like that and yes so every 24th of december that's my birthday you'll see me on the street the little that i have i share right right you know maybe at that moment i will be uh the one to survive someone for that day at right. least i cannot feed them forever but i believe that the day that i give might be the day they really need it sure yeah, yeah. so gone past that is that what it was like during when you said the country was going through a hard time how did people treat each other during that time Okay, it it is a very hard moment. Yeah, you know, it it was a very very hard moment then, you know. Um, as a child, I don't know how the adult did, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, I believe the government, you know, did their best 
to seek you know uh, uh, sponsors and support from other neighboring countries mm -hmm. because we had a drought mm -hmm. you know because we had a drought and uh, uh, we ran out of food mm -hmm. you know so they have to come up with all kinds of strategy to be able to build it up and it's okay you know it got better and better you know while i was growing sure I love that you were able to take it as almost like an initiation of, okay, I am actually going to go stronger from this and, and yes. not be defeated by hunger. You found something inside yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That I don't punish myself for it, you right. know, by saying um, I suffered as a child, so mm -hmm. blah, blah. No. Right. Um, I use that as a tool for myself that, mm -hmm. okay, if, if I don't find food, doesn't mean that it ends there. Mm -hmm. There is hope for the life. Yeah. You know, so that's, um, I got, you know, through that and um, through my uh, drumming and dancing experience, uh, I became the physical person who, you know, does the physical training. Hmm. You know, um, very fit, you know, in terms of, you know, fit on the stage. Right. You know, strong and fit on the stage. So, um, I got this uh, position to be able to train dancers, you know, who need some physical, you know, uh, exercise, mm -hmm. you know, and I take care of that, you know. So I have to, like, train myself to the most, mm -hmm. you know, wake up by 3 a.m., mm -hmm. you know, run some miles, you know, before I get to, you know, the center and then train people for another two hours, mm -hmm. You know, before, so I get more stronger myself. So we train morning and in the evening. Mm. I stop, you know, uh, I end up going to school. Not that, you know, no more going to school, right? Because I found what I want. Mm. You know, even though school is good. When I tell people I didn't really go to school, they're like, but you speak good English. And I said, yes, um, I'm more determined. Mm. I'm not above learning. You know, I'm not above learning. I'm more determined, and I learn whatever that, you know, uh, is in front of me. Right. You know, um, one will ask, do you have a degree in, um, uh, degree in dance or drumming? No. It's the passion. It's more of... Uh, um, uh, practical than the theory side right you know so you just have to know the element the discipline in the artwork and you go to go but just because of this qualification you know uh, limit that barrier of you being recognized as a professional uh, uh, performer mm -hmm. but I don't think that should be the case Right. Um, someone who have passion than someone who been to school, there's a vast difference. Right. You know, so I learned mine practically, more practically than the theory. Right. I grew up before learning the theory aspect, which was easy for me because I understand, you know, understand the in and out of what, you know, makes you to become or call yourself an artist or a drummer or a dancer. 
Right. You know. So at the age of 16, when I was in Ghana uh, from my teenager, you know, from 12, 13, you know, I have started, you know, going out of the uh, Ghana to the neighboring countries to perform mm. with the, you know, national group, which, you know, was uh, very, very eye-opening at that time for me. Because I only live where I live. I've never been anywhere. Right. So traveling outside the, you know, the, 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 the country was an eye-opening. And I got to learn a lot. And I feel that is also part of my education. Right. To get to meet new people, connect with people, and how to comport yourself and be disciplined. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the age of 16, I found myself in Austria. Hmm. Teaching for two years. Oh, wow. Yes. You know, so I find it very, very interesting that I had this privilege, you know, to leave the continent. And that was my first country or uh, continent or land I have traveled out of my continent. Right. You know, which was very, very interesting. You know, with I that, I have its own story. I, I mean, the first time I saw <laughs> the snow, yeah. you know, I was I was a little bit, you know, <laughs> ignorant about that. Uh -huh. You know what it means, you know, uh, to snow, you know, and uh, uh, it punished me a little bit. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> I haven't experienced, you know, the weather before and um, uh, I end up going uh, even though I was told to buy, you know, a jacket, whatever, I'm like, no, it's raining in Ghana. What do you mean by, you know, snow? Mm -hmm. Until I experienced it myself, and I was like, hell no, this is <laughs> this is something different. And yeah. that was part of my experience um, to know as a child at the age of 16. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I look mature by then, you know, because of my life and... Uh, the people, you know, I found myself with, you know, I was very, very matured because I got trained by, you know, elders, mm. you know, people who have, who have grown into the culture in and out right. and know, and know how to carve you to become who you are like me. Right. You know, I, I find it very interesting you know, and uh, I always pay allegiance to those people, you know, to encourage and to push harder, you know, um, carve me for who I am today. Mm -hmm. Right. So through that, I have uh, developed that path of, uh, you know, um, art, you know, to be able to do it and do it better and uh, make uh, life out of it. Mm -hmm. And I never regretted it, you know. I mean, I teach in universities. Um, it is university that connected me to be here, mm -hmm. you know, come to, you know, United States. Mm -hmm. It is university. 
you know, uh, someone without a degree, mm-hmm. right? Even the the first time the school, uh, one of the Sony College, you know, upstate New York invited me. Uh, it was a surprising thing to them because they they were inviting uh, one uh, dancer in uh, UCC, uh, University of Cape Coast, mm. um, to come for a semester. But luckily, you know, this guy wasn't getting a visa. Mm. You know, uh, he wasn't having the visa, but he have a degree doing his MA mm. in dance, right? But he wasn't qualified for a visa. Oh. Right. So when I got recommended to the school, um, they ask of my educational background. Mm-hmm. I don't have it. Right. Right. The only certificate I have was from the National Commission on Culture. Mm. You know, and that alone make me confirm that, okay, it confirmed to me that I'm a, you know, um, this is what I do. Right. So luckily for me, I got to the embassy and I got my visa. They were surprised, you know, because I have so much experience mm-hmm. than that, you know, uh, the guy. Right. You know, I, I'm a very qualified life skills PhD. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, very, you know, high life skills. Uh, you know, I call it Q, you know, qualified, you know, life uh, QLS, you know, <laughs> qualify in life skills, right, right? Not PhD, right? Right. So that's how I call it because um, school is a good thing, but it's different from someone who have passion for something, right. you know, to to do, which is okay, you know. So till now, you know, that is what I do and uh, have, you know own my own dance company mm. in Ghana and thought in schools, you know, taught other local groups, right, that, you know, also are in the same situation, you know, people who are in my situation are struggling to make it and uh, find it difficult to find the path. I help them out. Mm. You know, I help them out to say, "Hey, you have to stay focused. It's not, it's not an easy journey to take, but you need to identify yourself that this is what I really wanted to do, and it is it cuts across all you know lives. Right? You know, um, people need to know that every situation you find yourself in." Uh, you shouldn't let yourself down. Mm-hmm. You know, the universe works in a very mysterious way. Right. A very, very interesting. You'll be surprised what you can come up with. Yeah. But when you quit the journey, then you will remain where you are. You keep on working harder. You keep on moving then you will get to a better destination. Right. You know, so to my life now, I see myself very rich. Hmm. I mean, when I said rich, it's by the experience 
that guide me to go through the life that I'm living. Right. You know, it is not richness by, you know, material. Sure. It is richness in the heart hmm. and then the joy and what I do. That is the richness, you know, I see. Hmm. And it makes me so happy to be able to leave my continent to other country to share my culture and life with others, you know, that they also feel encouraged to, to do well. Right. You know, because right. here in the Western, you have this uh, privilege that is all set up around you, but you can't see it. Right. Because you still want more, right. which make you empty. Because personally, you can't identify yourself. You cannot identify yourself. You only see through the material, but not what you want to do as a human being. Right, right. Yes. So by having um, such experience from my childhood, going back home uh, each year or going back home to my motherland, to my village, or to you know my hometown. Even though I don't live there, I live in the city most of the time. But I go home to go pray and pour libation hmm. for the guidance that you know my ancestors keep my foot always, you know, at the brighter side. Hmm. You know, um. I never get depressed of anything. Every moment in my life, I found, you know, some joy and uh, a way out to, uh, to uh, work it out, to make it work out for me. You know, the best that I think I can do. I might not have it all, but at least I have uh, a goal to achieve right. or a goal to follow. Right. You know, so it makes me more stronger each each time, you know, without me losing that kind of hope. Right. Is there something you want to hear? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm just trying to wrap my head around everything that you've shared so far that, you know, this the what did you call it? QLS or something like yes, that? Yes, qualified that, life skills. Yes. That, yes. Like so much more like hard fought experiences the knowledge that comes from learning what you need to learn when you need to learn it yeah. based on that internal drive that you're talking about yes. versus the opposite model of schools and universities is no you're going to learn what somebody else says that you need to learn yes. it's just a totally different path and a much harder path yes um when i talk about Q qls it is a very very tough you know studies mm -hmm. for a human being because we want everything prepared before us to be served mm -hmm. but at times it's good for you to cook it yourself yes <laughs> and then own it yes and earn it right because if you want everything done for you you're still empty right you know meaning when you are left with nothing you can't do anything Mm-hmm. You know, with PhD, you have to go look for that book 
of manual mm-hmm. to read and see if this or that will work. But with QLS, you figure it out yourself. Right. <laughs> you know, meaning when you are left on the desert, what can you use the sand mm-hmm. to do? Mm-hmm. Right. If you are le- you are left in the forest, what you can see or feel around, and that feel is what you might not have, mm. because it's not something you see. It's something you feel right. like doing. Mm. It's something that push you right. to discover something or to move towards something. At times. You know, you might you might get it wrong, right? At times you might get it wrong because you don't know where it is getting to, right? right? But you're trying and hoping that uh, you can achieve something. You know, even if it is one out of ten, you've tried. They're not trying. Mm-hmm. It's good to fail. They're not failing at all. So it's good to just try it and have at least 1% of the 10 times that you try it. You know, so if you are not that person self-motivated, you will end up depressed. Mm -hmm. Because you might think the world is against you. Mm -hmm. You might think... Nothing is working for you because you are not worth it. Mm. Mm. You are worth it. You just need that self-motivation, you know, just self-motivation that I can do it. Right. When I heard my mom that my boy can do it, that sound or that percussion sound in my ear forever. Mm-hmm. You know, that... You know, it is possible. You know. So it's almost like a blessing, though, for you. Because you knew that you could do it. It was just being seen. Mom said, and and that was like icing on the... That's what made it all work. Exactly. Right. You know, and it is good. So when, when, when you don't, you know, you don't get to hear positive words in your life, Create it yourself. Right, right. I love how you said, like, sometimes you have to cook it yourself. And I was just thinking about how different everything we're talking about today is based on this culture versus how you grew up, that you were cooking for your family at seven or eight years old. You learned how to cook for yourself. Kids here, it's mom and dad are always cooking. And yes. and then kids sometimes don't even want to eat what mom and dad are cooking. Right? Yes. Totally different experience, yes. right? And that is the basic you know, um, basic steps in life, Mm -hmm. right? It is the basic life because you will eat anyway, Mm -hmm. right? So if my parents, my mom doesn't get to cook, doesn't mean I will be sitting idle because I didn't learn that basic, how to put salt or oil in water, Mm -hmm. right? But, because it is something that I wanted to learn to be independent, to take care of myself mm-hmm. when nobody is around. Right. You know, it has really helped me because 
everywhere I go, I don't look for someone to take care of me. Right. I don't wait for someone to cook it for me. I cook it for people to come and eat. Mm. <laughs> you know, I cook it for, you know, so I use that tool in my life yeah. that every situation Godwin see himself in, I wanted to make good use of it. Right, right. You know, I want to make good use of it. So every situation you find yourself in, my brother and my sister, it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. You just have to psych your mind that this is another journey or step in my life. That mm. is not the end of the journey. Right. There's more to come. It never ends. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's always good to have a background right. where you can lean to. You right. know, when you move forward, it doesn't work. You come back to start all over again. You know, but when it fail, you don't need to cry your head out, mm -hmm. cry your heart out. No, when it fail, meaning you need to step back to steady the path again mm. and then move forward. You know, and that is maybe you wanted to get to a destination quick. That is very dangerous. Mm. Mm. That is very, very dangerous because... When you jump one to two, you will come back to start from one again. Right. No child ever born and started walking. They right. crawl. Right, right. And if you study children very well, some kids are very, very strong that when they begin to get up they want to start walking and leave the crawling mm -hmm. i bet you when they begin to walk at a point in time when they when they get up they want to start crawling even if you call them they will crawl and come to you mm -hmm. meaning they've they miss that experience in life that's right so they go back they to, to go pick back. that crawling exactly you know so it's always good to take it a step back time. You know, each step count most. Right. You know, you will you will have that experience in all those areas whereby if things life punches you, when you step back, you know which step you're taking. Exactly. You're already taking from one to five. Right. And you are on six. When you get to five, you can still flow because you've been there before. Right. right. You know, when I go hungry, I have gone hungry before. Mm -hmm. So what will make me think this is my end? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. Right. I know what to do because I have done it before. Exactly. You know, so it's always good as a child or as a human being to have it at the back of your mind that no condition is permanent. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I really get what you're saying. I was shocked at first when you said, when you want to go really fast, it's dangerous. I was like, well, why is that? 
And then I realized that, you know, if you fall on step two, you go to step one. If you fall on step three, you go back to step two. That's safer, right? It's, it's safer. But in our country, we want, to, we want to achieve the big thing right away. And maybe you go to one to ten, but then you fall all the way back down to one and it hurts. So then you want to give up and say, oh, my God, Good. I can't live. Right? Now, let me remind you something. <laughs> yeah. The country is good to, you know, uh, go faster. Mm-hmm. Now let's look at the spiritual side. Mm. We've gone too fast that we left that humanity. Mm-hmm. We've gone too fast that we left that love mm. that the Western used to share mm-hmm. or the indigenous or other tribes used to share. Right. Now it's no more. Mm-hmm. Now you're going back to look for mm-hmm. that connection right. that we used to have. Yeah. You're going back that story that our forefathers used to say to us. That life, that organic life that we used to live, we've left it behind. Mm-hmm. You know, so now you wanted to go back again because. A lot of people have run at a pace that they've left themselves behind. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't recognize themselves. Now, you've, you've acquired all this riches. You've acquired all this, you know, material. But you're not happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're not happy. You're not. Mm-hmm. Now you're looking to go seek a counselor mm-hmm. who can help you to rethink other things. Right. To bring you to a path. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're you're totally right. And that's been my journey. I think I've shared a little bit of this so that... You know, I've spent a lot of time with Native Americans and, and, and some other with, uh, teachers of West African traditions mm-hmm. doing exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like I got educated, I got successful in my career, uh, but something was missing. missing. And then where, where I got confused and I'm starting to really stitch things together is, is it's not necessarily going back to be indigenous, right? And just be, just take on someone other culture. Yes. But how do you integrate the lessons and the, the, the love, the connection, like you you're saying yes. um, with each other and with nature and the earth and all of that and, yes. and, and as a part of life as it is. Yes. So, you know, when you run at pace, now you have all this material. Mm-hmm. There will be a conflict between living an organic life and material life. Right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you cannot, the two doesn't work, you know, together. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you might think if I acquire all this um, material money, I'll be happy. I tell you, there are a lot of rich people in this country that are not happy. Oh yeah, some of the, those are some of my hardest clients. Are the ones that have never had to work. They have trust funds. They're the most depressed because yes. you know, then um, they blame themselves. Oh, what's wrong with me? How come I'm not happy? Exactly. Right. And it's so interesting <laughs> for someone like you mm-hmm. 
to be like, with all this wealth, you're not happy. Mm-hmm. Yes, because they haven't been through the experience right. of how to build themselves. Mm-hmm. They haven't, you know, tasted the reality of life. Right. Every step in their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now they are left empty. Yeah. You know, even though if the person is, uh, you know, a doctor, whatever, they still lack Mm -hmm. that quality, Mm -hmm. that quality of life Mm -hmm. that, you know, two people sit down and sincerely, honest, have an honest and sincere conversation. Right. It's not there. Right. It is all about where should I put my money to invest to be able to make more money. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that phrase you just used was so brilliant, Godwin. Tasting the reality of life. Yes. And and like I've heard it in your story of of fighting when you were young and then following the joy of dancing cooking, going hungry, like feeling the cold and the snow. Yes. Um, like that's tasting the reality of life. It is. On. It yeah. is because it made me who I am today. Right. And um, I see the world different. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I said, I'm not rich mm-hmm. material, but I'm rich by heart. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. knowledgeable. I'm rich, mm-hmm. right? And that guide my step or my path. And it soothes my heart as well, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel I have that humanity feeling for my fellow human. Right. That humanity connection for a fellow human, mm-hmm. right? I don't see, I don't see the material before I see human. No, I see human first before the material. Mm. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to just push pause on our conversation for today, but be sure to come back next week because as always, the conversation gets deeper and more insightful and we can really see the bigger arc of the picture. So, Be sure to check out the next episode so that you can continue receiving the medicine that our guest is so willingly sharing with us. Thank you for listening to My Life is the Medicine. We hope our guest story this week has inspired you to look closer at your own life. Maybe you heard some of your own story and their story through many of these experiences are common, ordinary experiences. And maybe something about their story was unique, which also might have inspired you to think about how your life, too, is unique. Either way, we hope our story today has helped you to see that your life, too, is the medicine. If you'd like to consider diving deeper into your own story and sharing your story with others, we hope you might consider joining us on a future episode. And if not, that's okay, too. We hope you'll continue listening, keep reflecting, and help you see how your life, too, is the medicine. Take good care, and we'll see you next time.